Hello, hello, hello. It's Lorenzo, spelled L-A-W-R-E-N-Z-O. Because y'all know my mama made me different. And I'm your host tonight on the Young Untouchable Family Podcast broadcast show. And as always, this podcast has been brought to you by www.lorenzojacobs.com. Just make sure you do spell Lorenzo different because my mama made me different. That's spelled L-A-W-R-E-N-Z-O-J-A-C-O-B-S dot com. And I'm in business to keep your business in business. Tonight, we're sitting down to interview Mache Allen, photographer and owner of the world's largest black-owned, black-focused imagery and stock company, UmbrellaStock.com. So we're going to sit down, ask some thought-provoking questions, involve ourselves in some deep alchemical conversations. So buckle up, because here we go. Hey, that's the best part. So we back right there. <laughs> hey, that's that's a good thing. So we back right now with Mache. Um, just sitting down right now to talk about your business, uh, how and why you feel that you are um, confident in the area of business. So we're going to speak from the bottom all the way to the top. Welcome, Mache. How you doing, man? Doing excellent, excellent. Uh, I- I appreciate you having me on, Lorenzo. I mean, you you're doing big things, and and you definitely didn't have to have me on, so I'm grateful, man. Hey, well, I'm definitely honored as well. We get an opportunity to tap into your well with your well deep of knowledge and information. So, <laughs> uh, tell the people who you are. Let's start from the bottom, and we'll work all the way from the top to the top. Like who you are, what your expertise in, and what brings you here today. Okay. All right. So my name is Mache Allen. I am the CEO of UmbrellaStock.com. We are the largest Black-owned and Black-focused stock imagery uh, company in the world. So the goal with Umbrella Stock is to provide stock imagery, which, you know, a lot of times if you you have a business or a website or a blog – you need that. And sometimes it's hard to find it when you go to like these, a lot of these other companies because they don't really pay attention or try to um, curate or collect imagery of black people. So I try to do that. And for a couple reasons, you know, one, yeah, yeah, you need it. So I need to have that available. But two, I think that as black people, we need to shape our narrative. Mm. And what we look like, you know, I mean, simple things like making sure you have images of a father, a black father and children. Because there's this, you know, this whole thing of like, oh, no black fathers in the home. And that's cool that people say that. But I grew up with my dad and my dad is still with my mom. And I got five kids and they're all mine. And it's just me and my wife. And I've been here the whole 14 years. So I guess. Right. But I know that there is a such thing as a black father that loves and is dedicated to his family. So that's the type of thing that I want to showcase. And the fact that we do things other than what people see on TV or the media, we do whatever we want. We have money, we have degrees, we have jobs. So we live life just like everyone else. And I want to make sure that that picture is painted properly. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's very powerful, especially 
where a dialogue is a lot of time created for us and the dialogue is distorted um, for whatever reasons. You know, we can go through a plethora of reasons. It's good that you pushing that. So what what makes your what makes you really like your um, stock right now? Well, how long have you been doing for photography? Let's start with that. So I've been actually so technically right as far as when I hung a shingle up. It would be 2012. So I started actually saying, hey, I want to be a photographer and do this kind of full time and learn the craft and get good at it. I started that in 2012. And before that, I think I just always had an interest, but I didn't know that it was an artistic pursuit. Like I always laugh because if you knew me, if you know me before, if you know me before 2012, I'm a singer. Okay. If you know me before 2015, I'm just a photographer. If you know me after 2015, I'm an actor, you know? So like before 2012, it just, it never even occurred to me um, that, you know, you could actually have a career in photography, you know? So I kind of picked it up late as it were, you know, and I just kind of drove full force so I could learn all I could and just um, reach excellence quickly. You know, so and I think that's what helped me decide, like, you know, once I had this library of images, I'm like, this is all viable and this is something that other people can use. Mm, mm, now, that's deep, because one thing I, I quickly heard just from that brief uh, story you gave is a story of recreation. So share with the people what what took you through like that metamorphosis or the recreation from singing and now finally to uh photography so i (laughs) i i was a i've always been um a smart kid but never really crazy about school right so i um when i graduated from college from high school i had a full ride to college and i totally bombed out you know what I mean? So that was something that kind of always hung over my head that I wanted to finish. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that, that a degree is something that everyone has to have. But for me, I needed to complete that. I needed to close that door, you know. So it took a while. So, you know, I graduated from high school at 17 and I didn't graduate. From, so that's um, 93. At, seven, at 17, you graduated? High school. Did I say college? Yeah, high high, from high yeah. school. Oh, you were still. Yeah, that was still pretty quick and young, though. I mean, it's you know what? I think it's like depending on your age. They used to let you start a little bit earlier, but I was I was always the youngest one. I don't know, and I, you know, I had a late birthday. It was weird. So, but I didn't graduate from college until um, 2012, and I think that's what really opened my eyes to the fact that you can do whatever you want whenever you want to. So there, you know, there wasn't this whole, yeah, man, you know, I'm I'm in my forties. I mean, at that that time I was in my thirties. So I guess I may as well. I think once I graduated, I was like, well, if I want to do something, I guess I'll just give it a shot, you know? And if it, if it works, it works. If I put in the work and it, and, and it happens great. If it doesn't work, I just move on. And I think people are so frightened to try things because they're scared to fail. You know, and it's like, nah, get out there and fail. We fail all the time. It's like, I got people, I'm, I'm sure you've heard people talk about like when you learn how to walk. Can you imagine if a child was like, oh man, I fell down. I'm good. 
I just crawl. <laughs> no, they keep hitting up. They keep hitting up and we got to do the same thing, you know? Oh man. Hey, so, so you, so you graduated, you graduated a little later and then this, this a little bit later, what was like your inspiration? Um, even right now, now that you're out, you have the inspiration of knowing that you can do whatever you want. I'm sure you have still faced some sort of, um, challenges or difficulties. So what, what kept you pushing through still? Well, I love photography, so I think that makes it kind of easy for me to do. Like, I'm not going to stop, even though I'm trying to merge the business with it. Um, I still love just shooting and just imaging in general and just what I can create. And additionally, I like um, what it does for people when I work with people, you know. So, like, I just, it's funny, like, I've, I've done... I've done events, like I've shot events and I've had people ask me, Hey, did you eat? And I'm like, I, I don't eat. And not because some people don't eat when they work because they get nervous. Right. I don't eat cause I don't have to, like, I don't think about it. Like I'm like, go, go, go. You know what I mean? And so because I love it, it inspires me. I think, I think especially with artistic pursuits, you should find or, or whatever it is, whatever your thing is, you should find the thing that gives you energy back because everything we do takes energy to do. So if you find something that puts energy back into you, oh, that's a win. And for me, that's that's photography, that's music, that's acting. Okay, so photography, music, and acting. So you would agree that those are things that you would do for free then? Yeah. You don't pay me for any of those things. You pay me because I got to leave the house. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can't pay me enough to do that. You pay me because I got to go and my wife got to cook and now she aggravated. That's why you paying me. Okay. Okay. That I'm going to have to remember that. That's an excellent twist on the pitch. Yep. Or for photography, you pay me when things go wrong because you don't need a photographer to take pictures. You got a phone. You can do that yourself. Right. You know, but when there's no lights in the room, then you need me. You know what I mean? Because I know how to I know how to navigate that, whereas you don't. Got you. So I would be paying for your professionalism or information that I don't have on the lighting, the different shades, on what to look for and the different angles and things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You you pay a professional for what they know, not necessarily just for what they do. Because in some ways, you can do the task. You just can't do it at their level. Mm, okay. So how long have you really been doing photography? Have you have you been doing photography and you acting and singing like since you was younger and you was, you was in the shower and those are things that you just learned to monetize over the years? Like, how did, how did you get to bring in what you would do freely to a form of monetization? Well, um, singing, and that's always told people that's my first love, you know, so I've been doing that since high school, mm. you know, so it's like, and I was, I was <laughs> telling my age again, I had a, a tape player and I would like, record myself and listen to it and then fix it and do it over and over and over. Cause again, this is another is issue where I felt late because I went to a performing arts high school. 
Now, I didn't go there as a performing arts student. I just went there. And because I kind of wanted to sing, I was around a bunch of singers. And I was like, oh, man, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm 15. These dudes were singing since they were nine years old. So I had to get good at it really quickly. You know, so it was that same. Honestly, it's the same thing where I, I find myself in a situation where I'm overmatched by everyone else in the room. So I just work really, really hard behind closed doors to catch up and get up to speed. And that's what like people don't know. Like a lot of the work, you know, to, to become what you want to become is when nobody's looking. You know what I mean? Or when everybody's laughing at you because you're no good, because you got to do that work. And everybody wants to be a superstar and wants to be out front, but they don't realize it takes work to do that. And I think, I think, uh, like I always joke that um, a lot of our stars do us a disservice because they make it look easy. When you watch Denzel act, it's like, man, he ain't doing nothing until you learn what acting takes. And then you're like, he's doing a lot. Matter of fact, he's doing so much that it doesn't look like he's doing anything at all. Mm. So what is so what is one of the things that you do behind closed doors on a consistent basis that no one really ever sees you do as a photographer? That that one thing you that you would uh, advise to suggest a newer photographer to do on a consistent basis? I know to speed up the learning curve for me. Um, when I was like, okay, I need to really get good at this and I need to get good quickly. I did what um, some people call like a Project 365 or a P365. And the goal was to process an image every day for 365 days. And when I did that, it, it, it forced me to really just kind of focus and hone in. And it, it immersed me in photography you know, every day, you know, in a short period of time. Now a year, some people, well, it's a year, it's not a short period of time, but to gain mastery or to get really good at something, to do it steadily for a year is great, you know. So what you see is if you, and I have that folder on my Facebook page, you can see the first two or three weeks of my images, and then you look at the last two or three weeks during that 365 day. Well, it wasn't 365 days. It took me two days to do it. But <laughs> if you look at that project, you look at the first part and you look at the last part, you see a marked difference because, you know, I worked really hard, you know, and you can see the progression, you know. Mm. And I, that, that's one of the things I would recommend, you know, that. And of course, reading, reading and listen. People, people clown, but YouTube University gets the job done. You said you know, YouTube University? Without question. You know what I mean? Yes, you got to practice. You got to go back and double check. But there's a lot of information on there, you know, and, and it's free. Yeah, YouTube University. I, I definitely use YouTube a lot. Um, I'm self-taught in a lot of different arenas, so... I always believe in the power of those words and some good descriptive um, and visual because a lot of people are visual learners. So YouTube is pretty good with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to do a new piece of my podcast where I'm, I'm going to ask you a very deep uh, thought provoking question. And this is one of those questions that's going to always be preserved 
in what we call like a time capsule of a questionnaire and answer. So this, this like I said, is going to be a question that uh, is will be forever encapsulated in a time capsule for at least 300 years. What so would, no pressure. So no, so no pressure, no pressure, no pressure. You, you, you can take the floor if it takes you an expounded amount of time. We have at least 15, 20 minutes if it took you that long to uh, answer the question in depth or you want to add on. It's no pressure, no pressure. But one, the question we're asking right now is for humanity to know in the next 300 years, what would you want them to know specifically about photography? Um, how how could a person that never have known about photography, the importance of it, all of your experience wrapped into um, a few powerful phrases for someone that doesn't know photography and where it has taken you? How would you explain that to somebody um, 300 years from now? Okay, so I'm going to answer this question, right? And, and even right now, I'm talking, I'm using all these words to get to my point. And you may agree or disagree, or you may follow, or you may stop, stop following because you're bored with what I got to say. But photography says it immediately as soon as you look at it. You know what I mean? You understand or you know that you need to look further and understand. And it's a conversation between the person that's looking and the person that's created the image. You know what I mean? And it's, it's almost like it's almost like a um, like time travel, you know, because as the person who's looking at the image, you're you're looking at where the photographer was at that point in time you know what i mean and you get to kind of make a decision about it or a term a determination or have an opinion on it you know um so so that's one way just looking at images you can get some idea um or a really quick and powerful image of what's going on or, or idea of what's going on you know how to say a, a picture is worth a thousand words i mean yeah you know there's i mean there's some images you can see like even now so and, and okay even though this whole photography thing, I don't come across it by myself. As a kid, one of my favorite things to do was to go through all my parents' photo albums, and they had tons of them. And I, I always forget that. Like, my dad wasn't a photographer, but my dad has all the family pictures, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so now he's on Facebook, and he's always dropping pictures. And what's funny is, like, the other day, he put a picture on and I was like, I know all the pictures in the house. Where'd that come from? You know, and it, it stirs up an emotion to look yeah. at these pictures. Like, I mean, for me, they, they put you right back into that place and time if it's a personal, you know, and then to flip it on the other side as a photographer working with people like what you can give them is just unbelievable. Now, I primarily my my niche is as a photographer, I, I do plus size boudoir. That's my focal point. I work with plus size women, right? But um, one of the things I'll never forget, I was photographing a graduation. So, you know, no lingerie, no nothing like that. And it was a guy. 
and it was an older guy. I, I think he might have been 40 or 50 or something, right? And so I'm, I'm taking the pictures, and the way I did it was I had my camera tethered to a laptop so I can take the picture, and then they could come over to the laptop and see the pictures and choose them. So took the pictures of dude. He came back, and he looked at the picture, and he was like, that's me? Like, he was so happy at how good he looked because I don't think that's how we felt about himself. Mm. You know what I mean? And to see that picture just really raised his spirits, you know, and I'm like, this is why I do what I do. You know, I mean, a lot of times we, it's, I, 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 well, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody else. I know for me, I love to make people feel good with the stuff that I do. You know what I mean? And like, so 300 years from now, like if you want to make someone's day, take an amazing image of them, you know, or, or do something. And, and that's, that's why you do the work. You do the work. You, you learn the tricks in Photoshop. You do all this crazy stuff so you can give somebody something that's, that elevates them above what they think is even possible. Like one thing I, as much as I like, um, sexy and pretty and cute, I'm a comic book guy. You know, I'm a comic book guy. I am uh, encyclopedic when it comes to Harry Potter. I am a fantasy dude. So I like to try to bring that element to my photography if I can. You know, like I, I do one thing um, I, when I can, you know, when I can find like right now, I can't shoot. Right. You know, <laughs> I can Say shoot at home, but I can't get out there. Say yeah, social distancing. Right. But um, I do I do this thing where I call levi- levitation, where I'll take a picture of someone and it basically looks like they're floating in midair. Mm. And what I love is to do that with plus size women, because there's this interplay between floating and all of this weight, you know, and these preconceived notions that people have about bigger people. And I think it really just flips them on their head, you know, to have this really big woman just daintily floating in the air. I love it. You know what I mean? And just the ways that you can tell stories, you know, with photography, with with photos, without saying a word, without explaining anything. You take the picture, you know what you're doing, you know what you're saying, you know, and then when you give it to somebody, they can understand what you're trying to communicate. So what's the craziest photo you've ever had? Cause that sounds um, cool, levitating. But what's the craziest photo you've ever taken out outside of levitating? Um, I like. I, I mean, just personally, every now and then I'll play. Cause I like since I don't get in front of the camera often. If ever I take a selfie, I normally try to make it a little bit over the top, you know. So I always uh, I got a picture where it it took way too long to get it done, but I. I shot a reflection of myself in a butcher knife and because uh, I like horror too, okay. you know, and it looks really creepy. And I always say, if I ever get arrested, that's the picture they're going to put on the news. Cause you know how they do us. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and give them your Facebook or wherever the pictures at. go ahead. Cause I know somebody's like, well, we want to see this picture. Where, where can they find the picture absolutely, at with, absolutely. with the knife? You yeah, you can, um, if you type in A-Sharp Photo, um, let me see, yeah, um, facebook.com slash A-Sharp Photo 13, that's where a lot of my um, uh, portrait work is. Okay. And then if you go facebook.com slash 
brother stock. That's where my stock imagery is. And no worries, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave that information down at the in the descriptions. But once you started talking about faces and knives and fantasy, yeah. I know somebody was like, "Hey, I need to see this. I need to see this picture before I go any further." And I do some metallic body paint too. So, um, probably my one of my favorite images is um, you know the model. We were outside, and it's like when you look at the picture, like where is this? on the top of a parking garage. So she's painted gold and it's metallic gold. So um, at the first look, you don't think it's a person. You think it's a statue, you know? So I painted her gold and then I took her back in Photoshop and put gold wings on her. You know what I mean? So it's, it's an amazing photo. I actually printed it and printed it on metal and it is stunning. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Hey, that. That sounds that like, uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds, where can I see that? Give, give it to me one more time so I can go check this out. Instagram too. Instagram. Instagram. I'm, Instagram I'm at a sharp photo. A sharp photo. Yes, sir. Perfect. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna leave that down here. You said it, she was dressed in, you painted her in gold. So she looked like a gold cherub, like an angel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty breathtaking. Wow. Wow. So just one last question. I'll get you up out of here. Um, We definitely appreciate you for stopping by on the show. You're giving some real good jewels for somebody that would want to get into photography. What are some things that you are looking forward to? I know that we have a moment in time right now to be on quarantine, lockdown times for ourselves. What are some things that you're doing right now looking forward to be doing in the future? So, um, like I said, I got the the stock photography site, Umbrella Stock. And while I'm there, I do want you, if you're a photographer or if you're an artist, I want you there too. I I think there's something to be said um, for art created by someone who's in a population and they're creating for that population. You know, so um, if you, yeah, if you go to umbrellastock.com slash vendor dash sign up dash form, you can actually sign up and be a contributor. And what I do, because it's my site, you know, and I don't have the overhead that a bigger company would have is I give a commission of 60% for every image of yours that sells. So I want photographers, but I definitely want artists because I want like clip art and even textures and things like that, you know? So now, now also, if you are, if that sounds interesting to you and you're like, well, I mean, but I'm not a photographer though. I don't, I don't know how to do that, but I would love to do that because of course with stock imagery, you're looking at passive income. Right. I'm a big fan of making money while you sleep. (laughs) You know, so you take the picture once, you put it on the site, people buy it, you're not around, you're getting paid, that's a win. So if you want to be involved in that, but you're not a photographer, I do have a class available. If you go to PassivePictureProfits.com, it's a four-week class, and I teach you how you could not only create stock imagery, but you could create it with your cell phone. And in addition to that, you get six months of support from me so that I kind of hold your hand and tell you what to shoot, how to shoot, how to curate your collection and get you up and running. 
Oh yeah, I'ma definitely have to tap in with you a little bit later with that. And I'ma definitely leave that information in the description box for people to find and join me alongside you. Cause that's what I've been starting to doing, taking more pictures, um, because I do sell a lot of products and services. Uh, I have my little box and going on, taking those advertising photography uh pictures. So yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Do, and y'all y'all work with all type of stock pictures too, huh? Yeah, I mean now, of course, I take everything. Um, my focal point is black life, right? But we take everything. But that's that's who I'm gearing for because that's what I want. You know, since that's what's missing in the marketplace, that's the hole that I want to fill. Perfect. Perfect. That sounds good. So anything else that you would like to leave with the people on how that they may even get started in photography? Um, you went through your background. What would you want to tell anybody that uh, has a dream, a passion, a desire to accomplish and they may feel like they're going to be starting late or they would you? it sounds like your story, you have had to recreate yourselves a few times what would you tell that person in, in ending um, some encouraging words of wisdom for them? I think probably the first thing is to find the thing that you love. Find that thing that you just you really can't walk away from because that that makes it easier when it gets hard. If you're doing something and you're just doing it for the money and you kind of like it when it gets difficult, it's going to be real easy to quit. You know, like I've, I've had friends, it's weird. You know, like I said, I grew up with singers and I've had friends say, I don't want to sing no more. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, like if you love it, how can you not, you not want to get in the industry anymore? But what you mean, like, you just don't sing at all. It's crazy. You know what I mean? So whatever your thing is, and then I'm an artist, so I'm talking about artistic stuff, but it doesn't have to be that. Like my wife has a passion for paperwork. Whatever, man. I don't get it. But that's what she loves. So if you give her a bunch of paperwork and stick her in a room with nobody, she's happy. Right. So what's great about that is that's the person that you give all your paperwork to right. instead of you trying to do it yourself. So you got to find that thing that you love so much that everybody wants to give you the work. And when they give you the work, they got to give you the money, too. You know what I mean? So you got to love something so much and you got to be the best at it so people don't have a choice but to book you, you know? So if you want to start in, photo in photography, and it's the same thing with acting, like you can do photography anywhere. Can you get paid all the time? Maybe, maybe not. But you can definitely do photography. So do it every day. Like if you want to be good at something, do it every day, study it, read books. What's great? is um and I, I drive my wife nuts with this like because photography and cinematography are really the same thing okay so when i'm watching tv and i'm watching movies like i see the shots you know what i mean like i i see you like i see how you're lit i see the the doors blurring behind you is it's, it's, so, it's so nerdy but like you know what it feels like feels like um you've seen the matrix right okay remember when you get to the end and he actually turns and looks at the agents and all he sees is code okay i got you that's 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 what it turns into once you've consumed enough of it 
you see it everywhere. I tell people, I say, man, I don't want you to think I'm weird, but like I walk around photoshopping people's faces in my head. Like wow. I know exactly what to fix. I just do it. You know what I mean? Cause that's what I love. And I think that's what you need to find. You need to find that thing that people are like, dude, you got to shut up. Nobody cares about that, but you, that's your thing. That's the thing. And it, and it reminds me right when you was talking about that, like how uh, the Matrix thing started slowing down and he was able to see the back part of it. I would think also yeah. uh, people that have played sports. I used to play soccer and even uh, instrument myself. They would call that being in the flow where you are yeah. uh, where you're subconsciously competent to do what you're doing without thinking. It's even with uh what I even remind people in driving home a lot of times when you're close to your house, you don't even have to think about those turns. You're, you're pretty much in a trance where you're like, Oh wow, I'm home already. Like, right. Right. So, so finding something that you are so impassionate about that you would do with for free and that it just feels good and you're doing it regardless of you doing it and then eventually it will turn into a monetization because somebody will see the passion you have for it and will want to invest that like you said just for leaving my house that's what you're paying for you because i have the passion to do it i'm gonna do it anyway but you're getting me to leave the house especially now with coronavirus i gotta put (laughs) i gotta put a mask on i gotta take a shower before i leave and after i get back so that's what you paying for (laughs) okay yeah i i mean definitely i uh you said something that made me Mm -hmm. um think Mm -hmm. oh yeah no i want to tell people who even if you're starting don't be scared to charge. I mean, get to a level of proficiency, but too often what we do is the whole thing of I'm not good enough. Like I need to be way up here before I charge. And at the end of the day, like if you like, for instance, if you play middle school basketball, you're probably better than 40 percent of the people on the planet. You know what I mean? You play high school basketball, you're probably better than 70 percent of the people on the planet. You know, so college you know, 15% of the people on the planet, you know, well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're in that top 15%, you know, so it's like, people don't be so scared to be like, ah, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not the best in the world, I can't charge nobody. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, I believe that charging people puts pressure on you because Mm. you're like, man, I'm taking this money. I got to do this right. You know, so that's just another way to make yourself be really good because that money's on the line and your reputation is on the line that might make you work a little bit harder yeah definitely that reminds me even of uh one of the 48 laws of power definitely keep your reputation intact so yes sir i need to read that Yes. Oh man, I love I love reading books. This 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 lock this lockdown has accumulated me more time to sit back and read and even connect with um, entrepreneurs and business owners like yourself to really tap into the mindset of where it took you from or where your passion and desire has taken you through your journey wherever your journey started at. So. Mm. 
So you you definitely have a powerful story, and I know other people are definitely going to feel honored that you were able to share it today. Um, one more time for anybody that does want to tap in with like your umbrella stock, um, or even how they could even fall under some even mentorship, or just get in contact with you for uh, their next photo shoot. How can they do that? Absolutely. So, of course, asharpphoto.biz, umbrellastock.com. I am, um, as far as social media, I'm at asharpphoto and I am at umbrellastockinc. One thing we didn't dig into, but we'll throw it out there. If you do um, any type of adult work or adult content, um, that's something you can reach out to me too, you know, because that's, that's something that I want to um, address, you know, and um, kind of raise the level of what adult entertainment looks like in the black community, you know, as well as the plus size community. Oh yeah, we definitely gonna have to get you back on the show for that. That'll be a, a steamy topic topic to talk about adult entertainment as well as I've had some um, years in the adult entertainment industry. So we can definitely talk about that. I would definitely uh, be honored to have you back on the show if time permits for you. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'll be happy to come back. Perfect. Perfect. So this will definitely conclude another interview on Young Untouchable Family Podcast broadcast show. We sat down with Mache. He's a professional photographer with stock imagery and website. Y'all go check it out. I'm going to leave it down here in the description. Until next time, y'all know what to do. Hello.